Well, folks, like most good things which have to come to an end, I am back home, not in the same room with Sir Nicholas, and uh, that good thing uh, was a one-off, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, we're at a little bit of a power disadvantage here because Ben has seen the other end of, of my camera, but I have not seen the other end of his camera. So uh, I think what this means is that there, there must be a, a pilgrimage to the Southron land. And uh, Nick, you're just going to have to come down here. Yeah, going to come out and check that new house of yours and buy some more Grapeco because I've been enjoying those, those leftover cans that you left here. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, I, uh, I actually been thinking about grape soda quite a bit since the trip. I was like, I've just been craving it, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, if you decide that you want some Sprecher, you can order them on their website, so... Oh, sweet. If you if you want to mix it up. I wonder if they sell it at World Market. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. So this week we are back to the normal format of things, folks, where uh, we're both in our respective homes. And uh, But I will say, this past week we have watched a lot of stuff. Oh yeah, tons of stuff. Most of it's the same, so we can talk about it at the same time, thankfully. Yeah. We watched a good bit while I was up there in uh, in Wisconsin. It was just a relaxing time last weekend. It was great. I thought so. I had a good time. We ate a lot of cheese. We did. Too much, some might say, but I disagree. Uh, I disagree as well. Uh, All right, so let's maybe talk about what we done had watched this past week. What we done had watched this past week. So guys, Nick, as we all know, Nick's favorite movie is Master and Commander, uh, Far Side of the World. And so we had to watch this. And guys, I was not ready. No, you you didn't comprehend just how great Master and Commander is before we went into it. I really didn't. Now, I, we watched it in the morning while we were eating quiche, and I was definitely in the mood. And, guys, this movie is incredible. It is so good. Nick was not lying. He was not using hyperbole. It is so, so good. But, Nick, there's something that you told me that I have not been able to quit thinking about, even since I've been back. You told me that these actors signed on for a 10-movie deal of Master and Commander. Yeah, they were supposed to make the whole book series originally. Uh, But unfortunately, in this Baron Stain Bears universe, we are not getting those. Uh, Instead, we are getting the Fast and the Furious. (laughs) So we're on Fast and Furious 9, Uh, when we should be on Master and Commander 9. Yes. Yeah, it's torture. I mean, they're making some prequel of master and commander but i want paul bettany and russell crowe because that's the dynamic that i like yeah that that's what we want and i want spinoffs too like we have they had hobbs and shaw or whatever yeah this one's gonna the spinoff would be james darcy when he takes control of the atron yeah exactly that's exactly right look how per see how perfectly this works mm-hmm um, so anyway, check the guys. Go watch if you've never seen this movie. Go watch this movie. The script is so good. Uh, I mean, um, quicks the sword and sharps the action, guys. Name a shrubbery after me. Something prickly and hard to eradicate. It's so quotable. Oh God, it's so good. Anyway, I won't gush any more about it. But uh, but look, next year at Dragon Con, we are going to cosplay Master and Commander. We're going to sing sea shanties. Um, we've I've already got my jacket picked out. It's going to be great. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so we both watched Black Widow in the theater just like we said we would. We did. It was so good. Fantastic. 
so I, I, I clicked on this uh, Marvel thing on uh, social media and some people were putting comments about Blacklist saying it was boring. Uh, did we see the same movie? Are you that dumb? I think there's always people that just have to be contrarian and yeah. go after things. But it's, I think it's the best stunt movie in the MCU. I don't know if I can go there because uh, Captain America Winter Soldier is incredible. But the stunts in this are top shelf. Some of the best you've ever seen in any movie, I'd say. I agree. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, the look of everything was great. Jess pointed out something that I thought was kind of funny. She said that the plot was very similar to the plot of X-Men Origins Wolverine. It's just it was done well. And if you think about it, it is. Because it's sort of a similar story. Like he has to go or he has to go back to the the place that messed with his mind and made him into like a killing machine and destroy it. And there's an old guy there that was running it who's in charge. Then one of the people that was was there is turned into sort of a a bad guy who's got all the powers, you know, Taskmaster and oh, Deadpool. Yeah. Which I think makes Yelena Sabretooth, even though she's a good guy and he's bad. Right, yeah. That, 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 I was thinking about that dynamic there, too. Uh, we, we, we won't spoil this, but I will say I did have a prediction that I was right about. Yeah, you did. And, and, and I, I, was, I was wrong. And you were wrong. Uh, we won't tell you what that is. Maybe a few weeks from now, once everybody's had a chance to watch it, then we'll... We'll maybe have some spoilers or something like that. Yeah. I really did like the theme of the color red throughout the movie. I thought that was a really nice touch. So good. I got to get it on Disney Plus so I can watch it again. I'm going to buy this on Blu-ray. Yeah. For, for the old 4K. That's what I want to get it on. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I finished Godzilla Singular Point. You finished it? Finished it, yeah. So good. Uh, it's so good. I loved it. Um it was. It, it does get a little convoluted at times with the, I guess the, what do you call, even call it? The quantum physics. Quantum physics. Yeah, I don't. I think some of it went over my head, or they were just. I couldn't tell what was they were just making up and what was grounded. A lot of it was based on real quantum physics theory, which is why it was so confusing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but other than that, it was really good. I mean, the sound effects they used, they they actually pulled. I'm watching uh, Godzilla, the 1954 Godzilla, the first one right now, about halfway through. And uh, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's they, they pulled this music uh, from the original Godzilla to use in Singular Point, and it's so good. Yep, it's so good. I love Singular Point. It's my favorite thing because Jet Jaguar is my favorite character, and it's basically like a Jet Jaguar series. Yeah, it definitely is. It definitely is. Um, so good, loved it. Um, I'll tell you what I didn't love, Nick. What's that? Mobile Suit Gundam Hathaway. Is that the original, or is this new? This is new. This is brand new for Netflix. Okay. Um, so it's anime. It's 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 uh, it's Gundam, but it is just not good. I, I I'm sorry. Uh, if you liked it, I'm sorry. It's just not good. Um, there is in the beginning there is a concept that they explore and i think this is probably explored in other gundam movies and shows and stuff but like it what it's basically it is like what would happen if some gundams were fighting above a very populated city well there's a lot of collateral damage and so it's a very when i say grounded it's like mostly on the ground and you're seeing the effects of these giant weapons being discharged into a city and that part was sort of riveting i would say and very interesting but that is about it. Like the rest of it is is so 
boring and I don't care about any of the characters. Uh, it's a little bit pervy in the beginning too, which I was just like, this is just in bad taste. It just, it's just not good. Um, and also, like, a lot of the fights are at night, and you can barely tell what's going on. That's not what, Gundam is about me seeing the cool Gundams. Are they fighting uh, Anne Hathaway's monster from uh, Colossal? Is that why it's called Hathaway? That would have been better if they had done that, Nick, I'll tell you that. Yeah, that was a real good movie, Colossal, with Anne Hathaway. Oh, I hadn't seen it. I need. I know. I know of it, though. Yeah. So, uh, d- don't recommend that. Uh, I am going to go watch the other Gundam stuff on Netflix, though, because I do want to... I like Gundam Wing. Yeah, I like <laughs> I like Gundam Wing. And even Gundam Wing was a little bit like too much political intrigue for me. Oh, oh we together we watched Godzilla vs. Megalon over the last weekend. Oh, yeah. That's, that's maybe the campiest, most fun Godzilla movie. <laughs> it's the only one with Jet Jaguar in it. Megalon's cool looking. Uh, I just love that one. It's great. Um, you you told me that you liked it unironically, and I think I can join you in that. I like it unironically. Yeah, I just like it. It's yeah, fun. It's, that's the way I feel about the first Godzilla too. Like it's it's just good. Like the acting is not good. The extras are hilarious in it. Yeah. Uh, but some of the ideas and some of the cinematography is awesome. Yeah, I love uh, Godzilla. Nineteen fifty four is like kind of a masterpiece. In that it's sort of Japan dealing with the fallout of the atomic era, especially having been on the receiving end of it. Yeah, I mean, it came out nine years after the bombs were dropped. And it's just like, that's crazy to me that that quickly they were, you know, well, I mean, I guess they were just dealing with it, you know. People got to deal with trauma through art. Uh, And then finally, uh, finished Loki. And uh, no spoilers here, but loved it. I cannot wait for season two. Loved it. Agreed fully. Yep. Uh, so you watched a couple other extra things on here. Yeah, so Wellington Paranormal, the What We Do in the Shadows spinoff, is on HBO Max. It's coming out episodically, so it's not all on there at once. So oh, I watched okay. the first two episodes of that, and it was funny. It's pretty good. Obviously, it's not as good as What We Do in the Shadows, but it's it's the same kind of humor, and it's almost as good. So it was enjoyable. It's about the two cops that are in the movie. Uh, the original movie that get hypnotized when they're there. So it's oh, about okay. them. Same actors and everything. And then I watched, on Netflix, I watched Gunpowder Milkshake yesterday with Karen Gillan. And this movie was pretty wild. Uh, it had some of the weirdest fight fight scenes I've ever seen, which was fun. It's uh, it, it had, if I were to say, like, three different things that it reminded me of, to give you an idea of the tone... Yeah. I would say that it's part John Wick with the way that they set up like the, this sort of big world, like a big underground world of, of what's going on with all of these little things. Uh, it's part Umbrella Academy in that it's it's sort of anachronistic, like stuff doesn't look like it fits in one particular time period. Hmm. And it's kind of weird in a way like Umbrella Academy is. And then the third thing would be the Nicolas Cage action movie Bangkok Dangerous, which is a movie that I love. Uh, it's not; it wasn't quite as uh, good as I was hoping it would be, but it was still. It, it got better as it went, which is always better than getting worse as it goes. I, I did like it, and I will watch the sequel when that comes out. Uh, the cast was really good. Lena Headey was really, really good in it. Karen Gillan's always fun. 
Uh, her, I liked the costume design in it because she was wearing like a bowling jacket that said Gutterball Champion the whole time, which seemed instantly iconic. Uh, Siri from The Witcher was young Karen Gillan. Um, Carla Gugino was in it. Basically a lot of people that are on other Netflix things. Oh, uh, Michelle Yeoh was in it. So, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. She was she was maybe the coolest person, actually, in the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. I love that woman. Uh, you know, I, I need more uh, Lena Headey in my life, I feel like. Agreed. I uh, Her and Michelle Yeoh were the coolest in this movie. You know you know who else I need more in my life? Who's that? Who, who played old Loki? Oh, uh, Richard E. Grant. Richard E. Grant. I need more Richard E. Grant in my life, I have learned. And I need more Flo P. Uh, Florence Pugh. What, what's funny about Richard E. Grant is that for years, Jess had been saying he needed to play an Imperial officer in Star Wars, and then in yeah. Rise of Skywalker, he was one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He, I love him. He, I, I, he was, like, mesmerizing to me on screen. Oh, yeah. He was fun. He's fun, and his social media is fun as well, because he had a lot of fun playing classic Loki. So I like it when people like the things they do. Yeah, he seemed to really like it. I saw a couple things with him talking about it. So yeah, he he loves that. And then um, Florence Pugh. I mean, uh, in in uh, I hope we get a lot more of her in the MCU. Don't you? I think she's going to be uh, one of the anchors of the next decade of the MCU. Gosh, I, I love it. So we're we, we're in for some good stuff here. Yeah. Um, last thing you watched was some YouTube All, stuff. Yeah, I've just been watching Toy Fair coverage on YouTube. They're going crazy with like the Hot Toys reveals this week and next week so okay so have they revealed anything so far yeah so they did a a bunch of reveals they did boba fett in the painted armor that comes with the throne from the last scene of mandalorian the post credit uh, scene yes they teased fennec in that same photo but they didn't put that up for pre-order yet which always makes me nervous with hot toys uh, they put up a diecast remake of the Iron Man Mark One, which is like the coolest looking Iron Man suit. They put up uh, a new Black Widow suit. They teased Red Guardian. Just all the stuff that I want is coming out. Did you? Are you able to pre-order that throne with Boba Fett? Yeah, I, I pre-ordered that instantly. That that one they put up right away. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it, now that looks to me. If let me just try to guess the price. This is coming from. <laughs> You know, somebody does nothing about this. Um, is it is it six hundred dollars? That's too expensive. Oh, is it four hundred dollars? Close, a little less. Oh, really? Okay, three fifty, I guess. Yep, that one was three fifty. Okay, I mean it's awesome. Like I'm not even a toy collector. I'm like I kind of want this. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. I can't wait for that to come out. It's gonna. It, once you pre-order these things, it takes forever for them to ship. So you can set aside money for them because that won't ship for like a year or two probably. Yeah, yeah. I've seen your memes about it sneaking up on you. Uh-huh. Yeah, all of a sudden because I, I pre-order so many of them that I'm always in a in a, a flow of receiving ones that I ordered like two years ago or a year ago, you know? Yeah, while you're pre-ordering new ones. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, I mean, it's cool. I mean, I've seen your museum, and it is it is that. It is a museum. It is awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's what I spend the bulk of my money on. I, I don't drink, so I don't, I like, I know people who spend more money on alcohol than I do on, on this stuff, so I don't have that expensive hobby, so I have this yeah. one. And, and your liver is healthier with this that's, hobby. That's true. 
That, now that's true. Uh, okay, so that's uh, what we done watch, but let's talk about this here new news. We got a couple things. Nothing earth-shattering this week. Nah. Apple TV is keeps getting better and better. They just signed a, an exclusivity deal with Adam McKay for a few movies. People will know Adam McKay from making Vice and the other guys and Anchorman and uh, my most favorite favorite of Adam McKay's movies is The Big Short. Yes, The Big Short is so good that I am that that's the only thing. Well, that's not the only thing, but that was the thing that I was like, oh, man, this is, like, really well put together. This oh, this is people that know what they're doing, and, and this guy knows what he's doing. So I'm excited about whatever he's going to do. Yeah, he's a smart dude, so I can't wait to see. I hope he makes more movies along those lines, like Vice and The Big Short. Like, I like some of his goofier movies. Like, I love Step Brothers. That is a very quotable movie. But uh, The Big Short's just genius. Yeah, genius. Uh, next piece of news here is that Antonio Banderas is going to be an Indy 5. Yeah, I still don't know how I feel about Indy 5 because I hated Indy 4, but I love Antonio Banderas. You know, I feel exactly the same way, Nick. I'm sort of like, gosh, did, you know, the trajectory here has, has been uh, a, st- a steep decline after the... Because <laughs> the first three movies are obviously classics and that fourth one is just uh, garbage. Yeah. Um, so I I don't I don't have high hopes from this, but maybe we'll go into this with low expectations and be pleasantly surprised. I also think James Mangold is directing it instead of Steven Spielberg, and I think maybe a fresh director who probably has the ability to recognize that that fourth movie sucked is probably a good thing. You can't Just, you can't use the cast as an indicator for Indiana Jones though, because Kate Blanchett was in the fourth one and it was bad. And it's not like. Uh, Shia LaBeouf cannot act. He he is a good actor, although he is a problematic human being. Yeah. Uh, but it's not like he can't act. No, he can. It's just I didn't like his character. No. I should, everything about that movie, bad. No, no yeah. thanks. Uh, next piece of news here, Marvel holds uh, a meeting to establish multiverse rules in the MCU. And so Kevin Feige let us in that, uh, that they had this meeting and sort of laid down... You know the concrete rules here. I like that. That's that's how they keep this working so smoothly. Is is they got him at the head head there. Yeah, it's good to have all your creatives on the same page because this is all because as he always says, it's all connected. So you it ha- you all have to be on the same page. Yeah, that's what people like about it too, like the interconnectivity. So, you know, everyone was mad that Edgar Wright didn't direct Ant Man. But he wasn't playing ball with the continuity, so I'm actually glad that they replaced him. I, like I, I don't want if you're not gonna play ball with the continuity, I want you out. Continuity is very important to me. Yeah, it has to be a cohesive experience throughout all the movies, and I think you're absolutely right. As much as I hate to say it, mm-hmm. he, he didn't play ball. You're out. Yep, I, that's fully. I'm I'm fully on Kevin Feige's side in all matters. Not Ike Perlmutter. He's gone though. But everything's good now. We we got Kevin Feige since 2017 was in charge, and we already got like Black Widow movies and like Eternals and all these Disney Plus shows, and everything is just good now. Yeah, absolutely. So this is that's good. Uh, you added a, a piece of news here that I didn't even see until just now. 
Yeah, so Jamila Jamil finally officially announced that she's playing Titania and She-Hulk. Uh, we already knew this, but she posted it on her Instagram. Did she do it like what's his name by with having a comic book holding the comic book up? No, she she posted a TikTok that she made where she, it was showing her stunt training. So she was like kickboxing, and uh, she was like, "I finally get to say this that I'm going to be fighting my way through the MCU." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that is fun. She'll be a great addition and uh, and not difficult to look at. No, agreed. Yeah, She-Hulk is going to be great. She-Hulk going to be going to be fun. Uh, all right, so that's all the new news, and that brings us to the question towns. The questions towns. We got a a fairly straightforward one based on Loki and the multiverse. Yeah, so this is not a spoiler. I mean, obviously, Loki deals with multiverse. Uh, I mean, even if you've seen the first episode, heck. Uh, so this multiverse question is, what do you want to see with this new, new multiverse of possibility in the MCU? Yeah, so we know there's going to be more multiverse stuff coming because Doctor Strange 2 is called In the Multiverse of Madness. And Spider-Man No Way Home is going to have some multiverse stuff. So just like, what do you want to see from this? And and I know what I want to see. If we're going to do this multiverse stuff, we're going to use it as a way to sort of bridge the Sony movies and the MCU, which I think is what they're going to do. Yeah. I want Venom to have his white spider. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. A thousand times yes. We want this. We, yep. want, we want Venom in the dang MCU. Yeah, and I don't want to recast him because I love Tom Hardy as Venom. Like, Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock is hilarious. Uh, I like the way that they do Venom in the movie. It's just I want him to have that white spider because Venom has that. And even if it doesn't make sense for the movie, I want it. Yeah. I want. I mean, I think it could be, I mean, maybe we could come up with reasons, but, like, maybe uh, Venom gets his booty kicked by Spider-Man and, it was, and it becomes inspired. And and I I don't know. There's a there's a there's a number of reasons you can get creative with why he'd have the white spider, can't you? Yeah. And what I would have done in the first place is I would have made it the logo of or something of the Life Corporation and just had it on the tank that the symbiote was in or something like that, and just just any excuse to get it in there. Yeah. So hopefully we will see that. Well, I'll tell you the number one thing. One thing I want to see is I want to see the X Men. I want to see the dang mutants. I think they're coming, but they're gonna. They're, they want to do it correctly. They want to do it right. So they don't want to just shoehorn it in. They don't want to just act like it was suddenly there. I'm sure that there's a way they can use the multiverse to do it. Stuff like that. Yeah. There's a number of things they could do. I mean, at the end of the day, it is an exotic gene, as they, as they explained in uh, Astonishing X-Men, right? So yep. there's a number of ways you can get that, I think. I just want to see it. I want to see some X-Men's. We want to see some X-Men. But, but, but folks, what do you want to see with this new multiverse of possibility? There's a, there's a, I mean, this could go anywhere. You could have any number of answers, but write in to us and tell us, and we will tell you later on in the show how to get in touch with us. We will. Uh, all right, so that does it for the questions times, and that brings us to the new new. New new. New new. New new. Uh, trailers, we have uh, an Adele Dazeen. Yeah, that perfect dozen that you've come to know and love. Indeed, and we have uh, we got some fun stuff in here. Yeah, this is not a booger week, although there's a couple that are, eh, but there's you know some good ones too. There are some good ones, and uh, so we're gonna start it off with a Pixar film uh, called Turning Red. This is that uh, giant red panda movie we talked about previously. Yeah, so they talked about this a little at the Disney Investor Day thing, uh, 
The plot is a 13-year-old girl turns into a giant red panda whenever she gets too excited, which is weird enough that only a Pixar movie could be about that. And uh, they got a they got a trailer out for it. The animation style is slightly different than what we've come to see with Pixar, which I like to see them playing with the animation style a little. It's almost paper cutout e, but in a, still in a 3D way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish they would push it a little more and and do a little less CG looking. Like I want to, I like like Spider Verse is great, but like something different, you know. But they're doing, they're playing with it. Yeah, I like this animation style. It is, uh, it's almost like a mix of uh, that Luca movie and Wallace and Gromit. Um, it's you can see some influences from here and there. Uh, I will say this looks more fun than Onward to me. Did you see Onward? I didn't. Okay, I enjoyed Onward. Uh, oh, you did? I watched it on Disney+. Plus. Oh, okay. Well, just, just basing it off of trailers, um, I want to see this more than I ever wanted to see Onward. Yeah, this one looks... I like when, when Pixar kind of makes something really bizarre, and I have to try and figure out how this is going to be a cohesive story, and I feel like that's what we have here. <laughs> Yeah, but they usually do. They usually make it into a, a cohesive thing. So yep. uh, I'll probably watch this with the kids. Yeah. Uh, then the next trailer we have here is Free Guy Reaction. This is interesting. Yeah, so the Ryan Reynolds movie Free Guy that's coming out in August that has been the most uh, I thought that movie came out already movie of all time, <laughs> which they mention in this. Uh, they did a reaction video with Ryan Reynolds in his Deadpool costume with Korg from Thor Ragnarok. And then those two were watching it because Taika Waititi is in Free Guy. Yeah. This, um, the CGI in this is absolutely seamless. It is, so Korg looks so real that I thought he looked like the rock biters from NeverEnding Story. And I was wondering if he was foam. Yeah, I was like, I thought they might have done what, um, Guillermo del Toro did where you have a physical suit and you only CGI the mouth and like facial expressions, mm-hmm. but the rest is real. But I don't even know who, who it looks so real. Who knows what they did? I don't, yeah, I don't know why a commercial has like an ad has that much CG quality to it. <laughs> yeah, and also Deadpool's expressions. Obviously, the suit does not make expressions. I didn't even think of that, I didn't even consider that. Yeah, because it's so seamless. It looks so real. Yeah, his face is CG. Yeah, It's so real is... that you don't even think about that. Yeah, that's the thing. That's when you know it's good, when you don't even realize that it's CG. Uh-huh. It's so lifelike. So this is, this is really fun. You should go watch it if you haven't seen it. I think Ryan Reynolds is extremely self-aware as a comedian, like a comic presence. And I like that about him. So I'm going to watch this Free Guy movie when it comes out. Yeah, I think I will too. The next trailer we have here is called Crypto Zoo, and boy, this is a weird one. Yeah, so this is like a, a indie movie from the uh, award show circuit, but I like cryptids, so I put it on this list. The <laughs> <laughs> the the plot of this is crypto zookeepers try to capture a Baku, a dream-eating hybrid creature of legend, and start wondering if they should display these beasts or keep them hidden and unknown. So this is an animated movie. Uh, it's got a couple people you recognize in the voice cast, like Peter Stormare, Michael Sarah, and Lake Bell are all in it. Uh, Zoe Kazan. I like the idea of the plot. It kind of reminds me of the menagerie from The Last Unicorn, which is my favorite part from that movie. But the animation style 
is really slow. And by that I mean not a lot of frames per second. So it almost feels like a little flipbooky to me, which I don't particularly like that much. Yeah, it reminded me of almost like a motion comic. Yeah. Um, but the I did not dig the animation style in this, I'm sorry to say. No, I didn't really either. I appreciate that it's hand-drawn, and it yeah. literally is hand-drawn. Like, yeah. it's hand-drawn animation, which I do. I, I appreciate that. I, it's kind of weird looking. I really did like some of the monster designs. The people designs were a little creepy to me. Yeah. So... I, I like the premise, though. I, you know, I like the premise. It's a cool premise, uh, cool monster designs. Kind of not into the animation style, but that's two out of three that I like, and one thing I don't like. So I might check this out, but it's entirely dependent on ease of access to get to it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. If it is e- if it is easy to access, and you watch it, and you tell me it's good, then I'll, that's the only way I will check this out. Yeah, it's it's cool looking in a way like the monsters are and the plot seems cool, but just the animation's a little off-putting. Yeah, and let let us know what you think uh, if you if you see this trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, next trailer we got is oh man, what we do in the shadows season three. So this finally coming back September second. We got uh, Nandor walking around in a park with in the sun with there's birds chirping and people hanging out, and then it turns out to be. A VR headset, and he walks into the wall. Yep. His voice is so funny. It's just funny to hear his voice again, saying new things. Um, I can't wait for this. Yeah, I'm just excited about what we do in the shadows. Like, it was so teasery. It was a really short little teaser, but... Oh, yeah, yeah. Very teasery, but we we want it precious. Yep, just hook it to my veins. Give me that (laughs) what we do in the shadows. Oh, do you know when it's coming out? September 2nd. September 2nd, that's right. Did you already say that? I did, at the top. Cool, cool. Good job, Ben. Way to be a part of this podcast. Tisk, tisk. Uh, next trailer we got here is for The Colony. Yeah, set in the distant future, a female astronaut shipwrecked on the long decimated Earth must decide the fate of the wasteland's remaining populace. Who made this? This was made by. Saban! Uh, haven't seen him in a while, old Haim Saban. Here he's back with the vengeance. Here, uh, this this trailer for the colony, which is which I think used to be called Tides, and I think we talked about it when it was called Tides. Oh they no way! Changed the name because it's still listed in IMDb as Tides, but the movie poster now says the Colony. So I think there was a name change, or it's different in different markets. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but this trailer has strong vibes of Children of Men mixed with Oblivion. Hundred percent. That is the most accurate description possible. I started writing Oblivion on here, and I was like, "Oh, Nick already wrote it." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which I, I, I don't think a lot of people loved Oblivion, but I do because it's a Joseph Kaczynski movie, and the tone is unmatched. He's and M eighty three did the did the music. Yes, I will say if you don't like the movie Oblivion, that's fine. I don't care. But the scene, <laughs> the scene where Tom Cruise is the wife that they gave him. Is trying to convince him not to, like, go out and just like not to question things, and they're by the pool, and she's it, like the music is out there, and it's like dark, yes. and and the it's the best, yes. it's the best tonal scene in any movie ever. Atmospherically, it sticks with you because 
I that scene sticks out in my mind of that whole movie. My jaw was like literally hanging open in the theater when I saw it. Like, this is the best atmospheric scene I've ever seen in anything. Yeah. Uh, only thing that comes close in my mind is uh, Tron Legacy. Some of yeah. the stuff in Tron Legacy. Also, Joseph Kaczynski. Oh well, there you go. Yeah. This. The, okay. Let's let's just let's stop a moment. Let's talk about this guy. Mm-hmm. Th- that is a talent to be able to do that. To to take to to create from nothing ci- a cinema that has atmosphere and feel, and you can make your audience feel things. Yep. I don't know how to do it. And guess what? He's got coming up. Top Gun Maverick. I, that makes me. I can't wait for that even more now. Yeah, he's. Uh, I don't. I just feel like he doesn't get his his due because like, Tron Legacy is so underrated. Oblivion is underrated in my opinion. Uh, he made he made a couple commercials. Not a lot else. He's got Top Gun Maverick coming out, which is a big one at least, and something called Escape from Spiderhead, which I don't know what it is, but it has Ryan Reynolds in it. I think. No, Chris Hemsworth. Mm. Yeah, I, I, there's a banner on IMDb for uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds' movie, so I thought he was in it. But it's Chris Hemsworth, which I love Chris Hemsworth. And I love Joseph Krasinski. Krasinski. This movie, The Colony, as it, it's, got, uh, it's got Roland Emmerich as the executive producer. Do you think that's a good or a bad thing? I think it's better that he's an executive producer than he is the director. Um, Roland Emmerich as a director, I feel like he hasn't made a good movie in a really long time. Yeah, I think you're right. But as a producer, that just means he's paying for it. And this doesn't look like a Roland Emmerich movie. Like It wasn't just no. a bunch of explosions. Yeah. So I think it might be new. Uh, he, he just paid for it because it's... It's a disaster movie is is what happened. I think you're right because when you watch this, the entire like first third of this trailer is like ultra close-up shots, like the whole thing. And that is not something that Roland Emmerich really ever does. No, he, he just does Day After Tomorrow over and over and over. <laughs> yeah. I've Pretty also not, I've never seen a good Saban movie though. And but this trailer I think is good. It's a good trailer. It's a good trailer, good trailer. And it definitely feels different than any other Saban movie before it, I'd say. Yeah, it's to a point where I want to watch it. I want to watch this one. Yeah. Where Do we, do we know, if it, is this coming out in theaters? or? Uh, I don't know, and I, I closed out the IMDb tab. Oh, well, I guess we'll, I guess we'll never know. Sorry, folks. folks. Never know. All right, so next next trailer we got here is for Memoria. And I'm going to be honest with you. This is one of the weirdest cut trailers I've ever seen in my life. It has one of the weirdest plot descriptions I've ever read in my life. Uh, a woman from Scotland, while traveling in Colombia, begins to notice strange sounds. Soon she begins to think about their appearance. What does that mean? What does that even mean? I don't know what it means, this movie has Tilda Swinton in it, so I know she's attracted to strange things. Yep. Uh, so I'm not surprised that it's weird with her in it. It looks... okay. So it's really hard to describe, because it's just a bunch of weird images, and, and like, you know, the sounds in the trailer almost sound like bug wings, like a fly or something. Yeah. But, like, slowed down and louder, obviously. Yeah. 
and Tilda Swinton is walking around a lot of creepy places looking at bizarre things. Uh, this is a real artsy movie. I would say walking is generous. Yeah. <laughs> because every shot in this is is nearly static. There is hardly any movement. It's mostly people either just standing there or sitting there, literally. And they, and they hold the shot uh, for, you know, a long time. I assume she was ambulatory in between takes. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, is, that, is the whole movie going to be like that? I don't know. It was intriguing. I gotta say, it was weird enough that it was intriguing. It had sort of a creepiness to it that I found uh, the kind of creepiness that I like. Uh, and I know we say this all the time, but it, it was that annihilation kind of creepiness. Yeah, I, I was just thinking that too. I don't know, though. This could be too pretentious. Could be. If, if We will see with the final product. Um, but you know what you just reminded me of talking about this? Is uh, that movie Gaia that we were wanting to see. Yeah. Has it come out yet? Not yet. It's, it's coming out in uh, France first or something. And then it's going to... I think it's premiering at a festival and then it's coming here. Okay. I still want to see that. Me too. Uh, more than this, but we'll see how this goes. All right, so the next trailer we have here is Y, the letter Y, The Last Man. I can't believe that this is finally a thing. This is a really famous graphic novel. Uh, it's been around forever. And this has been in development to be made into a movie or a series for years and years. Like I remember them talking about this in in the mid-2000s, talking about adapting this into a movie, and there's people attached to it all the time, and Mm. then, like, uh, FX was like, we're adapting Why the Last Man, and I was like, "Uh uh-huh, I bet you are. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yeah, it's it's, uh, I'll read the the storyline here. It's set in a post-apocalyptic world where all beings on the planet with the Y chromosome died, Y follows Yorick, the only surviving male human on the planet, and his journey in search of answers, based on the acclaimed comic series Why the Last Man. Um, I have not read this comic, though it's always sort of been on my, on like the outskirts of, of things I would read, so it's always recommended to me by, by people. This cast is pretty good. It's got Diane Lane is in it. Uh, Missy Pyle is in it. I like her. I can't find... Oh, yeah. Ben Schnetzer plays Yorick. And he's the main character. I don't know him so so well. I know he was in that weird Warcraft movie that I never saw. But I do want to watch Why the Last Man. It's going to be on FX Hulu, I think. Um, this I have, I was not aware that it was a, a graphic novel. This is the first I'd ever even heard of it. But the, the premise, I think, is fascinating. And I am very interested in it. Well, it's an acclaimed, well-loved graphic novel. So it's. I feel like it's... I feel like it's... Somewhere between uh, Watchmen and like uh, what a saga in terms of graphic novels that people recommend to other people. Uh, so okay, okay, yeah. Well, I'll definitely be on the lookout for when this comes out. Uh, I want to see this. Yeah, me too. It's gonna yeah. be on Hulu, so it's easy access. Easy access, perfect. Uh, okay, then the next trailer here is called The East. Yeah, so this is a World War II movie. 
It says a young Dutch soldier deployed to suppress post-World War II independence effort in the Netherlands colony of Indonesia finds himself torn between duty and conscience while he, when he joins an increasingly ruthless commander's elite squad. Uh, this movie uh, has very strong Apocalypse Now vibes. Yep. Like, the whole movie, to me, felt like the part where they're going upriver and, and they, they find those GIs that are... They have that USO show with all the girls and then they start rushing the stage and the helicopter has to take them away. That part of Apocalypse Now is the vibe of this trailer. Yeah, I, I totally agree. To me, it looks like it might be a downer of a movie, just like a depressing uh, romp. It fully looks depressing. It looks like... It looks like Apocalypse Now, but without the without the connection to Heart of Darkness. So it's sort of probably just depressing war movie or post war movie. Yeah, is the the kid that's the main character or what what appears to be the main character in this is it is it the same kid from Army of the Dead, the safe cracker? I don't kid? think so, but he looks exactly like him. <laughs> he looks just like him to me. Uh, I mean, all white dudes look the same, but still. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm clicking around on this IMDb here, and I don't see any any Army of the Dead for any of the main couple guys who all look the same. <laughs> like all the dudes in this movie look the same. Are all Dutch dudes the same? Yeah, they look like also like that one guy from uh, uh, 1917 as well. The main guy in that looks like this too. Yeah, <laughs> that must be a genotype. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I probably won't see this. I just, I, I, Nick, I don't know when I'm ever going to be in the mood to watch something like this. No, I'm not going to watch this. If I wanted to watch something like this, I'd watch Apocalypse Now. Because your methods are unsound. Exactly. The next trailer that we got here is for Titans Season 3. And this is that DC, the DC Titans. Yeah, so when Season 1 came out of this, I think we went pretty hard against it. Because it, it was a stupid looking trailer. It looked like it was all edgelordy and dumb. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then I watched Doom Patrol, which is made by similar people. Like, I think Doom Patrol might exist in this universe. And that kind of makes me curious about it, so I might check it out because I have HBO Max and it's on there and you don't have to get a weird DC streaming service anymore. But it's about the, the Teen Titans cartoon characters, but it's like them as, like, adults in this... Doom Patrol DC. I, we're, I'm gonna, we're gonna sound stupid talking about DC because we don't know anything. Oh, I have no idea who anybody is in this except for Dick Grayson. Yeah. Uh, who I who I think, if I remember correctly, was featured uh, dropping the f bomb and murdering people in the first season of trailer. Yeah, yeah, he did. And uh, uh, Batman is in it, and he's played by Jorah Mormont, who was in another trailer this week because he was in uh, that Colony movie. Yeah. So it's Jorah Mormont week here on Trailer Blazers. <laughs> if this was best week ever, we we would be saying Jorah Mormont is having the best week ever. <laughs> yeah, he is. So he's uh he's in this as Batman. Vincent Carthizer from Mad Men is is Jonathan Crane, so he's Scarecrow. That's hilarious to me. Vincent Carthizer is funny to me cuz he was he was on Angel, he was his son on Angel, and so uh we would always make fun of him because he was such a like whiny kid brat and angel you know and then obviously in Mad Men, he's hilarious so i i i don't know i'm i kind of want to watch it just to see vincent carthizer as scarecrow to be honest yeah i wonder how they'll do how they'll portray scarecrow in it 
I don't know that I'm curious enough to watch it though. I'm kind of kind of getting curious here. I don't know a lot about these characters. I don't know. I've learned a little bit about some of this stuff just peripherally over the years. Yeah, like I know who Red Hood is because of like Dragon Con. I know him from the video game, the Arkham game he was in. Um, and I know some of the Teen Titans. Uh, Raven is the goth one. And I know that because of cosplayers. And there's a green guy who is a shapeshifter. I think his name is Beast Boy. Um, Cyborg from from uh, Doom Patrol is in some in in the cartoon anyway. It, God, we must sound so dumb talking about DC seriously, stuff. Seriously, seriously. I think I just watched Teen Titans Go. That's funnier. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Uh, but yeah. So anyway, this is out if you if you're a DC person. Yeah. So, uh, apologies to DC fans because we're dumb dudes. We're just <laughs> ignorant of DC. I don't. Yeah. I, it's not like I hate it or anything. It's just I don't. I don't care about it so much. So I'm yeah. a little more. I'm, I'm not a loyalist like I am with Marvel. Right. So it's just right. I sort of have to treat everything on its own merit. Yeah. Uh, I don't have built-in loyalty. I am really yeah. excited about Suicide Squad, the James Gunn one though. Or yeah, as you, yeah, as you are want to say, Tim Gunn's Suicide Squad. Yeah, Tim. <laughs> I want more um, old Image comics to be made into stuff, and less DC stuff. I want more Dark Horse stuff to be made into. Oh yeah, stuff. Dark Horse good too. Yep. Uh, all right. So then the next trailer we got here is Naked Singularity, uh, a title that is not very fitting of the movie. I think, at least at this point. Yeah, so I was I watched I was starting to watch this and I was like I'm not gonna put this on this is boring, and then it kept getting weirder and weirder. The plot just says when a successful New York public defender loses his first case, his life begins to unravel. So this stars John Boyega as a lawyer in New York, and at first glance, this is like how the justice system doesn't work, which it doesn't, and like unjust laws, which there are of which there are many. Yep, and it's like it's going to be him in a sort of losing battle against the justice system, and I don't like court movies. It's not a genre I like. I'm not into it either. And I was like, I don't, I don't care about this at all. And then by the end of the trailer, he's got a katana. What is this movie? <laughs> they do. It's like a profile shot of him in the katana. It's like one of the last things you see. Yeah, like standing on the harbor in New York. Yeah. It's like, what, yeah. was he turned into like a samurai? Like Tim Blake Nelson's in this movie, Bill Skarsgård, Olivia Cook. What's going on in this? Is this a law movie or is this like that Gerard Butler movie where he attacks the system because he doesn't like it? Yeah, that's, that is, yeah. What, what line are they going to tow here? I don't know. I kind of want to know. Uh, I'm intrigued anyway. Yeah, I'm intrigued too. And I will say John Boyega's American accent is really pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. I was sort of listening for like an English tilt to it, but I didn't hear anything from the trailer. No, I didn't either. We'll see if he can keep it up, we'll if, see. or if he's like a if he's like a Dominic Moynihan and just <laughs> butchers it. Yeah, yeah, he can't. It's like Dominic Moynihan always sounds like him. Like he always yep. sounds like Charlie <laughs> from Lost or or, Pip, or um, Mary. Yeah. Uh, all right. So then we have a trailer for uh, Reservation Dogs. This is a uh, show that Taika Waititi created with uh, Sterling Harjo. And it's a comedy series about four Native American teenagers growing up on a reservation in eastern Oklahoma. I don't know fully what it's about apart from that. 
It just says on IMDb, it says, four native teens commit crimes to fund their efforts to leave their home in rural Oklahoma. So it's like uh, reservoir dogs, but reservation dogs. But uh, it's from Taika, so it's probably funny. Like, he's never done yeah. anything I didn't like. No, it looks like a sort of a, a quirky, weird comedy uh, it, it, featuring a lot of Native American actors, which I think, hey... Where it's just nice to see Native American actors on screen doing something different and new. Yeah, because they never get put in anything. <laughs> yeah. So this could be this could be funny. I mean, if it's got Tiger, you know, attached to it, I'd say it's probably going to be pretty funny. I believe the 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 sheriff that's in this trailer, it was in season two of Fargo. Uh, I think that was the same guy. But he was a good actor in Fargo. Yeah, all the acting in this looks great. Yeah. So I want to watch this. I'll watch anything if it's got Tiger's name on it anywhere. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, and then the Adele DeZinth trailer that we have here is something that Nick put in the video game <laughs> section, and then I had to move it <laughs> in our uh, outline here. I thought it was an expansion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and to Nick's defense, it very well could have been a cinematic trailer for a video game. <laughs> yeah, it does look like it's rendered in... Oh, so this is Monster Hunter Legends of the Guild. <laughs> Yeah, and it's a it's an, a Netflix series. This is in a world where humans and fearsome monsters live in an uneasy balance. Young hunter Aiden fights to save his village from destruction by a dragon. So it's a monster hunter series. I watched this trailer and thought it was an expansion for the game and put it in the video games trailer section. <laughs> and uh, y- you know, I'm not going to blame you for that. I I could have done the same too. Uh, there is this looks like fairly typical monster hunter stuff but there is a girl in this that has like butterfly wings and this like butterfly armor and it looks rad it looks awesome uh, i don't know if that's enough of a reason for me to watch this but i i may check out an episode or two who knows it does cater to the fact that i'm interested in the world but not super interested in playing the game yeah same yeah i don't have any desire to play the games yeah so maybe i'll check it out as well i tell you what i will check out is that Resident Evil, that Infinite Darkness show, uh, that's yep. being advertised on Netflix when I turn it on, so that must be on Netflix now. So I might watch some of that this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, it's on my, my list. I added it to my list, but I have also not watched it yet. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, well, that does it for all the new, new trailers, and that brings us to the trailer mailers. You've got mail. Yeah, so uh, we got two weeks in a row of, of a lot of responses so everyone's having fun with the questions times lately. They are. So the ones, uh, the one from last week was, what old cartoon would you like to see a revival of? Kevin said, as I knew he would. The show that got me the most hyped and glued to my seat as a kid was SWAT Cats. I'd yes. love to see that show get some gosh darn Phoenix wings, my dudes. The style and animation with comic book influence was so dope, not to mention that intro song. So good. I hope the Tremblay brothers get their long sought after reboot. We would love to see it. That intro song was good. The animation was good. I love that show. Yes, bring it back. Swatcast was great. Uh, I would watch it if it came back. <clears throat> yes. Uh, Sheila said David the Gnome. You remember that show? Yes, I would like to see a new David the Gnome as well. I like that. I think David the Gnome would be a good opportunity to do a funky animation style if you did it, like if you brought it back. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because like Disney, if I don't know who owns it, but sort of in the gravity falls style animation or something like that it would be cool see i was thinking more like almost like a watercolor style something Um, new yeah something new and different Uh, great opportunity for that 
Agreed. Uh, Bridget says, It's from 1998, but Hysteria. Other than Animaniacs, it was one of my favorite cartoons growing up. I learned so much history from that show. I don't know if it was accurate, but I learned something. Uh, I don't I, know that I remember this. I remember... I think I remember it. I, I replied on it. I didn't look it up, but I think there was like an old guy with a long beard, and he was like Methuselah or something like that, and I think there was like a baby that was... Just like one of the characters, and they they did different skits and stuff about historical reenacting thing. Bridget, let me know if I'm off base here. But I think that's what that was. Interesting. I I may have to go look that up on YouTube to see if I ever saw uh, like images from it. I think it was on after Freakazoid because I always watched Freakazoid, and I think it was on after that. Okay. Okay. Jess said, "I'm pretty sure D Plus is rebooting Gargoyles, so that's cool." On a more unlikely choice, I'd love to see a reboot of Pirates of Dark Water. Oh my gosh! I'm just not reading this. Oh man, that, I forgot about that, but yes. Um, and she said, or Peppermint Rose. If anyone remembers this toy line uh, in half hour specials, uh, kudos. Pirates of Dark Water is one of our favorite things. We talk about that all the time. Uh, yes, it, please, please someone do something with this. It's awesome. It's so unique and weird characters are great yeah that was yeah i wonder if you can go watch that anywhere i'm sure it's got to be somewhere yeah they probably have it on youtube i bet if it's nowhere else yeah um uh robo says i've needed a ronin warriors revival real bad oh yes (laughs) also a gundam wing update like they did with older disney movies would be nice oh dude Yes, both of these answers, 100% yes. I was just watching a Toy Galaxy video where Dan was like getting, he was going through stuff he got from the P.O. Box, and a lot of it was a bunch of packaged, like carded Ronin Warriors figures. Uh, so that, I just saw a bunch of those. And I, I haven't thought about them in a while, but that would be cool. I think Ronin Warriors is one of those things that if you rebooted it the right way, it could be better than the original. Mm-hmm. Because they every episode ended the same way with the red Ronin warrior doing the same move, uh, and I'm and I always wanted to see the other guys go at it, you know have their and there was a couple episodes they did, but there weren't enough of it. Yeah, if you take someone who reveres the source material, you can make a, you can expand upon it and make it better, which is kind of what I'm hoping is going to happen with Masters of the Universe, of the which Universe. comes yep. out next week. Yep, yep, I was thinking the same thing. Uh, Charlie said Silverhawks. 1,000% Charlie. I don't remember much about this show, but the animation style was fire. And so were the toys, bro. And also, I told Charlie, good news, because that's actually happening. It is, yes. Did it? Did we talk about it? We did. We had week? it okay. as a news item. He must not that's have right. seen it or uh, uh, listened yet, but uh, good news for him, because his is coming true. Uh, yeah. Jay said, Battle of the Planets, which uh, is an anime... That's the Americanized version of Gotcha Man or G-Force, uh, where they have like those Falcon suits. So I agree. I, I like Gotcha Man. I like the designs of things. I like the the world building there. Uh, so I agree. I would like to see Battle of the Planets come back in some way. But I, I think if it came back, it would probably be under the Gotcha Man banner because they don't. They tend to port things over in their original formats more now than Americanize yeah. them. I mean, whoever did Godzilla Singular Point, let them do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I 100% agreed. Yeah. Uh, Mandy said Galaxy High. What? I don't, what is Galaxy High? I don't know Galaxy High. Uh, I think my reply to her on on Instagram was 
best universe says the best I can do is Clone High because they're rebooting Clone High, uh, which I which I enjoyed. But let's see, what's Galaxy High? Galaxy High is an American Japanese science fiction animated series that premiered in 1986 on CBS. It's another it's another one. So it's another one that was an anime that was turned into an American series uh, using an anime base. Okay. I never I ne- I can't believe I never heard of it. Me neither. I don't know this one. Uh, but all, always good to hear about new things and it's kind of funny that the two anime ports were in a row. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, uh, well, that was a fun. That was a really fun question. I really like that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so right into us uh, this week for this question's times, which was, what do you want to see with this new new multiverse of possibility within the MCU? And Nick, uh, can you tell them how they can get in touch with us? Well, if you're Kevin, you'll email us at trailerblazerspod at gmail dot com. But if you're Bridget, you'll comment on our Instagram post on Instagram at trailerblazerspodcast, where you should follow us for all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, if you're on Twitter, you can follow us at, at trailer underscore blazers, but it's a barren wasteland that does not get checked, so don't try and contact us there, because I don't even look for notifications. It just tells you when a new episode comes out. And if you're feeling like a generous little uh, honeybee, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, which is the best way for us to gain traction, and if you do that, Quick Mickey's going to let you know what happens. Yeah, Vols, I'll tell you what. You know, it really would help us out if you leave that five-star rating on our not Apple podcast because it does help us get a little traction. Like a tractor pull, you want to get traction, baby, when, you, when you're doing that. Okay, so if you do that, baby, let me just tell you we're going to make... We're going to make a commercial for the podcast, okay? And I have learned that you can just have very static shots with not much action in it, people just standing around or sitting around. Well, that's easy, buddy. We can make that real fast, just like that um, that movie with that with the wizard lady in it. You know what? Who's that wizard lady, Nick? She's not, she's not the master. What is she called? The ancient one or something? The ancient like one, that. yeah, yeah, the ancient yeah, one. Yeah, like the ancient, that lady on there. So we can easily make a commercial for the in that style, okay? And and I and look, you might say, well, you, quick, Mickey, you just copying somebody else's work. Well, Star Wars is Kurosawa, okay? It's all it all comes back around, and art just influences art, and that's a tip. Thank you, quick, Mickey, effervescent. Though you caught me off guard because I was trying to think of <laughs> my. Uh what I am this week, uh, but you're still reticulated and resplendent. And for the Trailer Blazers, my name is Nick, and at the end I have a katana for some reason. Happy Trailers. And I'm Ben Moon, and I also turn red if I don't get enough oxygen or if I have a drink or two. Happy Trailers. Happy Trailers. Welcome back, folks, to the vid yo games. One quarter portion of the show. Nick and I still have not played any video games. Nope. There's been no gaming going on here, folks. There's none I want to play right now. I just I'm not feeling it. 
I just don't have the time. I, I, I would be playing my uh, simulator, but it's in storage where it cannot be played. Yeah. Um, so we are going to rely on some uh, industry new news and some new new trailers here. And uh, we actually have some big news this week. Yeah, I have a lot to say about this one. I actually took notes. Uh, Valve has announced a new portable gaming PC that looks like a Nintendo Switch, but it's called the Valve the Steam Deck. Steam Deck. Yeah. It looks like a Switch. Uh, I found... Or, well, I was... Jay sent me a video on YouTube that is a breakdown of how this works. That link will be available, but it's a really good video if you want to get an idea of how this thing works. So it looks like a Switch. Uh, the the reviewer who was playing with it in the video said that the button layout looks weird at first, but it feels natural when you're holding it because the, uh, the thumbsticks are right at the top along next to the buttons. So he thought, it, he's like, it looks weird at first, but it feels good. It has these two precision trackpads on each side that are sort of like an evolution of the Steam Controller's trackpad uh, that's sort of similar to the trackpads used with the Index. It has like a gyro sensor and stuff. He said that you could do some pretty uh, precise motions, like like he said. Basically, it feels like using a mouse, so that's what they wanted to have because people who play Steam games want a mouse, and this feels like a mouse. The software it runs is a custom version of Steam OS, but it's basically a portable PC, so it can be modded like any PC. You could even, they said, you could even remove Steam OS and like run Windows on it. It's it's that much of a PC. Uh, Power-wise, it's akin to an Xbox One or PS4. There's two teraflops of APU power, which I don't know what that means, but I'm sure some of you do. The It runs at 720p resolution on a 7-inch screen, which the guy said looked good in practice. He said the games he, he tried all looked great and played smoothly. And then the last bit of information on it, there are three price tiers. 64 gigabyte going to be 399, 256, 529, and 512 at 649. But it has a SD card slot though, so you can add storage that way. Yeah, and so I would say the only one I would care about is the 64 gigabytes. I can just add cards. Exactly. So I think I I think we'll probably end up getting one of these because Jess especially Jess loves the Switch, but she doesn't ever play her Steam games because she doesn't want to sit at her computer. So. If she can get the the switch and play games on the couch and the the deck or whatever Steam Deck, so I think we'll end up with one of these. It's a pretty cool looking machine. It really is pretty neat. I think I like the button layout. They don't so it has the two shoulder buttons like for you know the trigger and the the shoulder button, and then it has four other buttons that you would grip with like your pinky finger and the finger next to it. I think is how that works. Yep. Um, so if you're if you're uh, if you know like pro controllers, a lot of them have those kind of back buttons on the back of the controller. And so if you're playing like a, a Twitch game or like a first-person shooter, that's really handy. So you don't have to take your thumbs off the uh, the sticks. Yeah, and the, the guy said that uh, the trackpads worked really well for first-person shooters. Like it felt like using a mouse. He said like a keyboard and mouse. And if you want, you can hook a mouse up to it and a keyboard. Yeah, kind of neat. And you can hook it to a bigger monitor as well. Just basically a little computer. Yeah. I wonder if you could hook a mouse up to it and hold the deck with your left hand and move around and then look around with the mouse. Probably. Instead of doing W, you know, instead of hooking up a keyboard to it. Yeah, I bet you could. It seems like it's a pretty versatile little machine. Yeah, it does. This is really neat. I I think this is a welcome addition because the Switch is the only portable thing out there, really. Yeah, and this is like a Switch but with a much, 
much larger game selection. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, all of Steam, just, I mean, that's an, an insane amount of games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's cool. Uh, and then the other piece of news here is that Netflix is uh, seriously, we I think at this point, looking to get into gaming. Netflix says they want to start streaming games in the next year. That's really fast. So, yeah, so I imagine it would it would be sort of similar to the the uh, oh, what's your thing called? Google well, Stadia. Yeah, or Amazon Luna or uh, Xbox. Uh, game Game Pass, I think is what it's called. Uh huh. Where you just stream games on Netflix, which seems like a good idea. Like, why wouldn't they want that part of the market? There's a lot of money to be made, and I I think they said they would just include this with existing uh, subscriptions, so it wouldn't cost anything extra. That that seems like it would be true for a short amount of time, <laughs> and then all of a sudden it would be like, well, we got all these video games, so we're gonna charge you a little more. Yeah, I, I imagine though, if they introduce it without charging anything extra for it, they would see a huge influx of people subscribing. Agreed. But uh, Netflix tends to raise their rates while taking away things that I like. So nah. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's. I think you're probably right. I think that probably is the trajectory. Start out free, and then once they build that library up, be like, now nah, you gotta pay. Yeah, exactly. Or they'll they'll split it into two split different it. ones. Yeah. Yeah, two different tiers or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's. Uh, I think we have predicted the future there. Go ahead and write that down. We're predicting the future. Yep. Uh, all right. So then we have uh, some new new video game trailers. We have three trailers here. Uh, the first one is sort of a, a reveal teaser trailer for RoboCop Rogue City. Yeah. So this is like a brand new RoboCop game that looks like it has the satirical spirit of RoboCop that is pretty much necessary for RoboCop because you literally cannot take robocop seriously and and get away with it yeah when you say that i'm thinking about the reboot which they took very seriously <laughs> yeah i hate that i hate that movie i think it's the i've said this before but the robocop reboot is the bad guy of robocop one it's like the corporate faceless nonsense that is the villain of robocop you know yeah that's what that reboot is uh it's grotesque to me the way they i don't want to see the innards of robocop no, no thanks it's stupid but that but that's what they showed me, and it was grotesque. Yeah. Um, it's This is first person, so you'll never play this. No, I didn't know it was first person. You don't really get that sense from the trailer. No, I, I think I read that in the description that it's first person, so. Yeah. Uh, who knows what this will be like. I don't even know the development studio that's making it, so it could be a toss-up. Yeah, it's probably going to disappear and never be mentioned again. Yeah, probably so. Um, and then we have something called Super Robot Wars 30. I didn't know they made 29 of these beforehand. <laughs> I've, uh, I could hardly tell what was up with this one. I have very little to say about this. This looks like a heavily anime-influenced robot fighting game. Yeah, so what it is, because I've never heard of this either, but, but essentially the premise is they take robots from something like 40 or 50 different uh, anime properties... And put them in this game, and you can pit them against one another. I don't know if it's a fighting game or like a turn-based fighting game or uh, an arena battle game. I, I really don't know, but they're kind of like chibi versions of the robots. They're you know it's a little cartoony, uh, but there is a lot to choose from here, and it's got all the stuff you know like Gundam and Evangelion and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, it looks cool. It looks it looks. Uh... Like, it could give you a seizure if you're, <laughs> if you're prone to those. Uh, yeah. 
Super Super not Robot a, Wars Thirty. Yeah, not a whole lot of gameplay in this. So you, I don't know. You don't really get a great idea of what it's like. But I, I imagine it's fine if you know what this series is about or you've played these games before. Uh, so yeah, I don't know that. I don't know if this has come out in America. It, it looks like stuff that you would like import into America and have to play it reading the Japanese. Yeah, it does look like that. This looks like one of those games where like you'd get on an emulator in the early two thousands. <laughs> yeah. Or, or if you had like a rich kid in your neighborhood that had like a Neo Geo at his house, and then you know you could buy like the two hundred dollar games for it. Uh huh. It's like that. Uh, and then the last trailer we got here is for Company of Heroes Three, a real time strategy game featured. Uh, it, well, it's a it's a real time strategy game set in World War Two. I can't remember the last time I've seen a new RTS game. Yeah, I think uh, Warcraft Three was the last one I saw. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. So. They're still making them every so often. I used to play RTS a lot uh, yep. when I was like 15, that era. Uh, yeah, like Command and Conquer Command stuff. and Conquer, I loved it. Tiberian Sun, uh, Warcraft 2 I played a lot. Uh, Starcraft I played a lot. Just I played a lot of them. I liked making the levels and that kind of stuff. It's kind of a genre that I stopped liking, though. Like I, just, I, I went as far as I could with the genre. Yeah. I think so too. It's like I don't play a whole lot of 2D platformers these days because I've just played so much of it. And the same thing with RTS. Yep. So mostly I like third-person RPGs now. That's mostly what I want to play. And I like turn-based strategy games. If if I'm going to do something like this, it's definitely going to be turn-based strategy. Yep. Uh, so that does it uh, for the video games trailer. I got nothing else. I got nothing else. Well, that means that I am Ben Moon, and I'm a turn-based strategist. Happy Trailsers. And I am Nick Kelly, and I'm the bad guy from Robocop 2. Happy Trailsers. Is it... Armageddon. That's too expensive. Oh. Is it... Armageddon. Close. A little less. Oh, really? Okay. Armageddon. I guess. Yep, that one was... Armageddon.